This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey, and I'm seven feet tall, and I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I'm accurately five ten and a half, and I love wrestling. I'm Mike. I don't care what height I am, and I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I'm 157 pounds, and I fucking hate wrestling. You should love wrestling as a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. Wait, you're that heavy? yeah normal people weigh like 150 <laughs> fuck you I so today's guest is a reporter and news producer for 89.3 kpcc in los angeles a former writer for the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter and a very funny comedy writer around town. He's one of the biggest wrestling fans I know and a friend of the show, Mike Rowe. How's it going, Mike? Doing great. Welcome, sir. Thanks yeah, for coming thanks. on. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, so, uh, Mike, what originally got you into wrestling? Uh, so, I was uh, uh, didn't get into it when I was real young. I played like one of the wrestling arcade games they had. with it's like, like WrestleFest or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, one time, me and my friends were sitting around and playing WCW NWO Revenge yeah. on Nintendo 64. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We, we flipped on the TV, and we're like, "This is gonna be stupid." Yeah, and uh, and we're like, "Oh no, this is awesome! Real wrestling is great." Wow. And uh, <laughs> me and my friends all got hooked. It was like the latter part of the Attitude Era, like right, uh, uh, like Stone Cold was already out injured, and oh, um, like the first wrestler is my favorite wrestler is Kurt Angle. Oh was, uh, yeah, I love Kurt Angle so exactly. much. Like bad guy Kurt Angle, who was like Olympic gold medalist, like a uh, uh, goody two shoes character, and I was like such a goody two shoes kid that I love this guy because I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm You're on like, his side. Yeah, milk is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, milk's <laughs> great. It, it makes my bones strong, and I right? know that. Uh, yeah. He was an Olympic gold medalist, now professional wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I knew that about Kurt Angle. Yeah, Intensity, yeah. integrity, and intelligence. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I went to an autograph signing for one time, and I almost cried. I I got <laughs> so excited. Uh, like the the closest <laughs> I've ever gotten to stopping watching wrestling was when I realized, like, oh, even Kurt Angle's on drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh man. Oh, Okay. Kurt. And uh, now, and then you learned especially Kurt especially Angle's Kurt on Angle. drugs. Why, yeah. Kurt? Why? Like, yeah, he's on painkillers. Hey, and, hey, uh, hey. Uh, yeah. To be fair, yeah. though, Kurt Angle, a legend in his own right, and yeah. has really cleaned up his life. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And, like, yeah. he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, guys. Yeah. Yeah, with and a broken freaking neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a broken neck so while he was in the Olympics. He just he injected his neck with Novocaine so he wouldn't feel it. This is real. That should, yeah. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> hey, man, you won a gold medal. Yeah. Won a gold medal. Hey, you should you be hate stripped. America? You know what? He should be stripped of the gold medal, I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, you should be stripped of the gold. Um, just, uh, Wait, WC- you don't have any gold. WCW you should NW. be stripped. Wait, don't strip. Uh, Fuck w- you, Steven. WCW NWO Revenge question. Did you guys exclusively play as Sting or LaParka because they started with, with a, bat a bat and a chair? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember playing a lot Steven as Sting because he, he had an advantage. But I think I just started liking uh, more colorful characters. Like, I think I played... Uh, I want is was it Ray Mysterio? Is yeah. he like dressed up like yeah, yeah. a drag? Right. He's, he's I think I used luchador. to play as him a lot because like oh that's fun. And then I started figuring out that like some actually had better moves than the 
others. Yeah. I don't remember any of those. Right. Goldberg sucked. Yeah. 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 I think I mostly just played as Rey Mysterio. Like I looked for like the colorful characters because I yeah. didn't really know who any of these guys were. And yeah. also when I started watching wrestling, we actually got into WWF wrestling and didn't even watch WCW, even though that was the game we played. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And then I remember playing like the WWF game and I couldn't tell anybody with long blonde hair apart from each other. Yeah. It was like Triple H been... Test and yeah, uh, Jericho. I was like, yeah, you're yeah. all at the same time. Would that have been guy. WWE Attitude I mean, on Nintendo? Uh, no, WWF WrestleMania 2000. Was oh, that was a good one uh, there. Yes. Made by the same people that made WCW Undue Revenge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. That game. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Uh, so today's match is a triple threat match between Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Chris Benoit for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 20. This was the main event at the biggest show of the year in 2004. The match ended with Chris Benoit and his friend and fellow wrestler Eddie Guerrero embracing in the center of the ring as the World Heavyweight and WWE Championships mm-hmm. or Champions, respectively. Now, of course, this moment was tainted by future events, and we'll talk all about that a little later in the mm-hmm. show, probably. But yeah, at the I time, so. uh, this is one of the most storybook moments in the history of wrestling. Mike, why did you pick this match for us? Yeah, I mean, this was such a great storybook match. Uh, it was, was like no one ever thought Chris Benoit was ever going to get anywhere in WWE. He was yeah. sort of like Daniel Bryan before Daniel Bryan. He's like a shorter wrestler. Uh, Vince yeah, exactly. pretends to push bigger wrestlers. My, my note on him was Chris Benoit looks like a, a dwarf that suddenly became full size. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's fair. That's I mean, fair. there's a reason why he suddenly yeah. became full size. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. yeah, yeah. He was an amazing wrestler. I mean, I, I uh, almost bought a shirt of his once, and I both slightly regret and I'm slightly happy I didn't yeah. based on future events. Toothless uh, aggression? Yeah, exactly. This one was actually a crippler crossbody shirt like with the x-ray of a broken guy arm oh, on yeah. it. That uh, okay, so that, yeah. that the neck, I guess, was sa- actually Sabu's neck mm, from yeah. when he broke Sabu's neck in ECW. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, paralyzer. Yeah, yeah. Crippler. And here's the thing, yeah. Stephen, and, and JR really does mention it, and it's kind of true. He calls it his Benoit's 18-year odyssey because Benoit had been through, uh, up until this point, Stampede Wrestling, New Japan, WCW, ECW, WCW again, and then finally WWF, WWE. Mm-hmm. So he had been through everything. everything. He was everywhere. He was like the best wrestler who you knew was never going to win the world title. Yeah. Uh, and, and he legit really was an amazing He's one of the best wrestlers yeah. in the world. Yeah, time. he really and, was. And uh, I didn't get pay-per-view at the time, so uh, I went to a Hooters to watch this WrestleMania uh, with everybody, because uh, they show the wrestling pay-per-views there, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about the smash that when Chris Benoit won at the end, I hugged a stranger. I We <laughs> fully embraced a random Hooters stranger. Wow. Uh, everyone was so excited. <laughs> they were excited, too. Yeah, yeah. everyone everyone in the whole bar like flipped out, because everyone hated Triple H down to their <laughs> very bones, and loved Chris Benoit and we're like, well, this Triple H is just going to win this. What sure. a dick. That yeah. happened to me at, uh, at outside of a, the movie theater bar at the Landmark uh, when the Giants won the 2010 World Series. <laughs> oh, like yeah. I was, I had a movie yeah. that I was not watching. I was supposed to be in and I was watching the World Series and then finally uh, they win and like some like straight, straight, he had a Giants hat, I had a Giants hat on and we were like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we like both went, we both went away and then he like came into the theater 10 minutes late with me. I was like, this guy, we're cool. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're together. And then yeah. we're watching like Jira's Dream of Sushi or something. But yeah, not yeah. to mention that this was also a really, really, really huge WrestleMania because it, yeah. it was it, it was at Madison Square Garden. It was WrestleMania 20 and it was where it all began again. Mm. Well, uh, WWE, they like to have big moments at their round number WrestleManias, WrestleMania 10, yep. 20, 30. Like that's 
The ones where they really like to like send the audience home happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. one hundred. Yeah, and then the other nine years suck. Yeah, the other nine, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I hope you like Roman Reigns as champion. What yeah, are they, what are they on right now? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. They just Thirty-two. So yeah. in eight years, eight seven, eight years. Eight yeah, years we're gonna be great. Oh, man. Eight years. Kevin Owens will finally long. be the champion in eight years. <laughs> yeah. Eight years. Zack Saber Jr. holding the title up high at Hell WrestleMania yeah, in London. It's gonna be real sweet. Oh, that's fantastic. Ooh, I'm excited. That's, that, that'd be pretty amazing. That'll probably happen. It may very well. That's. A different world for wrestling now. They're yeah. actually guys like Chris Moore get pushed in wrestling now, which is oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, that, this is something that um, I thought was particularly noteworthy about Chris Benoit is like he wrestled. He really wrestled like I guess strong style before it mm-hmm. was like a thing for his popularized. Yeah, before, like he brought like a Japanese style to yeah. America and did this, and and he was just so good at it that he got away with it, and he got into WWF, and he was able to keep doing this like style that no yeah. one else did. Very well, true. Yeah, when thinking about it, it's like oh yeah, he wrestled Japan as like Pegasus Kid, and like mm-hmm. he wrestled. Yeah, he like very much patted himself off the Dynamite Kid and stuff like that, and like it is just like oh yeah, he he's. You know, Daniel Bryan or whoever, but just like 10 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really very similar styles. Yeah. Um, And uh, I guess like something that uh, was like particularly noteworthy about this match is like the kind of the desperation of it. And like this is a match that like Chris Benoit wrestled like he wanted to win it, you know? You could tell that there was like a, even even an extra fire. He always was a guy who wrestled hard, mm-hmm. really obviously carried way more than any other wrestler on the roster. Yeah, and uh, you saw that even more here. Uh, I love the build up to this too. Had one of my favorite funny moments in wrestling was when uh, uh, Sean, like Chris Moore, was about to sign his match to to fight for the title. Yeah, he and runs, Shawn Michaels he... comes down and <laughs> super kicks him and signs the contract instead. Yep. you can't sign contracts like that. <laughs> yeah, but my name. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it just goes through line yeah, by line. Yeah, it's printed Chris Benoit. He's like, I don't care. I signed uh, Sean Michaels. I, th- I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode. This was around when I was the MC for a friend's wedding. And I definitely was thinking about like that era. I was definitely yeah, the era. Uh, yeah. The Joey the, MC era. The Joey MC era. It was a real era. I did MC events. And um I was definitely joking with him about like turning heel at his wedding and like knocking him out when he's about to sign the contract to get married and signing my name. And it's like, now I'm legally married Joey's to your wife. Joey's never been a good person. No, <laughs> he's always never. been a jerk. That's the thing I've been thinking about Seven for a long jerk. time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, when you're as big as I am, you can just get away with it, bro. Uh, not to mention, this is also the very first ever main, main, main event, triple threat main event yeah. at WrestleMania. Which yeah, they hyped that up, and it's you know three great guys. Triple H was you know he's the guy who's married to the owner's daughter, mm-hmm. so everyone hated him in real life because they like were like obviously he's going to win everything. He's married to the owner's yeah, daughter in real he, life. He kind of he hadn't quite. He was sort of in that weird p- p- period where it was like it was between DX and him like really gaining our respect mm-hmm. again, like yeah. just kind of the overall fan base. So exactly. sort of like. He was in a weird position at the time. People were like, oh, fuck Triple H. Yeah. Uh, and and Shawn Michaels had just come back too, like uh, two years earlier yeah. from being out with a back injury. And he was better than ever. So yeah. you had like the two best wrestlers in the company between him and, and Chris Moore in one mm-hmm. match, along with Triple H, who actually is a great wrestler. Yeah, yeah, everyone hated. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a crowd is very pro Benoit. Yeah, that was very that was very surreal to see. Is like an audience <laughs> chanting, like "Let's go Benoit! We yeah. love Benoit! Benoit was right." <laughs> Should we have encouraged him at this point? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this and this <laughs> happened. This match kind of came together like this because uh, Chris Benoit did win the Royal Rumble that year. So yeah. he was entitled to a title match. And he uh, had the record at the time for the lo- person in the Royal Rumble the longest, beating, I believe, Ric Flair. From, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he, he made uh, a point of that in the very long promo that preceded this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the match between Michaels and Triple H had happened at the Royal Rumble went to a, a no contest or something. Or it was a draw. It was a yeah. draw. So that was the rationale for making so it a triple threat. A triple yeah. threat match. So I guess, Stephen, um, what, what do you think about this match so far? Yeah, what do you think? Of- um, yeah, you know, I, I, Shawn just, Michaels moonsault. just a bunch of blonde guys uh, <laughs> uh, doing some stuff. Uh, I actually had a hard time keeping track of it since this is uh, the the pre-Rogaine failing for Triple H moment. Oh, uh, Shawn uh, Michaels. Uh, no, Triple H too, right? Isn't he bald now? Well, he's, he's shaved uh, his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you know why men do that is because they're bald. <laughs> the Rogaine was failing for all three of this men. Yeah. There's Things you do that make your hair fall out in sure. wrestling. Um, that w- <laughs> We're gonna get into this. Uh, yeah. That was something that was really funny about uh, Shawn Michaels' run, uh, especially as he grew older. Is like there would be a picture of him that would be posted on WWE.com where you can clearly see like his weird hairline. Uh, yeah. And then the picture would be taken down the next morning. It's clear that they had somebody Photoshop in hair. Oh, no. <laughs> that makes me sad. Like, also, what an extreme fan you are to go like, uh, you're hey, I noticed his hairline days later. Like, well, these picture were like one, picture two, picture yeah, one, yeah. picture two. Check this out. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't printed it out. No, something's wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can I say? I love wrestling. What are you thinking about yeah. this match so far, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, it seems fine. I'm looking at, uh, I was trying to understand this when you guys were saying like, oh, he's like a really, Chris Benoit is like a really good wrestler or whatever. And I was like, oh, it just seems like standard fair. Uh, and some of the clips uh, and when I watched, uh, I watched the the E! True Hollywood story about him after this. After That's I right. Steven ah. actually said earlier yeah. he went and did a little of his own investigating. I did it at double speed so I could fully understand. Hey, did you, did you kill I, Chris Benoit? I, yeah, that's that's oh. what comes out in the E! True Hollywood stories. I killed Chris Benoit. <laughs> I made it look like he hung himself or whatever he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, God. We're, yeah. We're, actually, uh, let's just get it out. Chris Benoit uh, killed himself and murdered his wife and child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joey laughed. Over over the weekend, he uh, spread it out over three days. Yeah, yeah. Which, which we're going to get into. Yeah, we'll talk more about it later. Patience, of the situation. Once again, once again not not laughing because it's funny. Laughing at the absolute insanity. Like, of what, yeah. right. what else can you do? But, but we are yeah, going yeah. to get into this because we've okay. we've touched on this, and Stevens mm-hmm. had legitimate questions, and so we we mm-hmm. we do want to touch on this and talk about what it. happens when you die. <laughs> yeah, to give you to give you the context of what what this is, what this meant for wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Explain the, the situation in general. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And this one I was very much looking for, like, and especially as we're kind of like rewatching it in the background here, I am looking for the thing that makes Chris Benoit a good wrestler. Uh, and I did, I don't know. He sort of just, it seemed like standard fare at the time. I guess that he like worked for it or whatever. And that's inspiring to I all the little the, nerds out the there. The thing that I think made Chris Benoit really great is he was more intense than everybody. He sort of, oh, also, yeah. all the moves he did were a little bit more crisp. Like mm-hmm. he yeah. hits the moves and like a lot of times guys do a move, you're like, oh, that's obviously fake and he would do things just a little bit tighter you know you're still like this is still a wrestling match but he uh, made it give you that extra level of believability which made it more fun yeah even just as something as simple as like his kicks were just so vicious like Mm -hmm. he would kick viciously he would strike and hit viciously he was a he was he was a very intense grappler and he was a great submission specialist like everything he did yeah had a level of intensity that well, yeah. really, really made it look like it mattered. Like well, yeah, it meant yeah. something. Well, yeah, his nickname was that he was the Wolverine, the and that's Wolverine. like the Wolverine. Uh, yeah, uh, the rabbit Wolverine. Yeah, the rabbit yeah. Wolverine. Yes. And um, <laughs> something that uh, I remember, like China actually mentioned in an interview like years ago, is like 
when Chris Benoit puts in the crippler cross face, which is his finishing move where he like kind of grabs you and grinds your head back. Like, mm. like wrestlers would have to tell him like, Hey, you can like cool on this. Ease it up. Come on. We're wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This isn't supposed to be like a physical sport. And, and yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. And this is, it, it almost feels weird too, to like break down, try to break down and watch his matches these days, yeah. you know, in the context, in the shadows of what the fuck happened later. Yeah. It's it's it is really, really it, it's almost interesting because I haven't gone back and watched a shit ton of Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. In, yeah, this in the is last the, few years. So it is really interesting to go back and be like, wow, this is a great match, but also like, holy fuck. So this yeah. is twelve years ago. So this is like two thousand four. Yeah. yeah. This is um, March of two thousand four. March of two thousand four. Okay, so has wrestling overall improved since then like well, some of the things out. you're talking about like the crispness of the moves or like whatever like mm-hmm. is that a thing that's gotten better over time i do think it has gotten yeah. better over time like they uh in the last few years they've sort of let go of some of their hang-ups about body types mm-hmm. and oh they've letting God, guys yeah. who are shorter letting guys who are less yeah. muscular yeah. and really guys who are more athletic by those dove campaigns well, they're like uh, all yeah, men basically. are beautiful well yeah. even to say i mean you're saying like benoit was sort of the proto daniel mm-hmm. bryan i yeah. mean like yeah benoit like after this 04 era and it's so funny it's like steroids we're like no steroids no steroids we really had this era in between now between then 04 yeah. and like maybe like late 2000s up until about 2010 was like all right bring we're anti-steroids but yet for some reason we're bringing in a bunch of huge roid guys we yeah. kind of had a few of those uh, and they finally just let it go it's yep. like so benoit kind of begot daniel bryan coming to wwe because of that, now we have the cruiserweight. Class. And when he they was younger, let it go. when he was younger, Benoit looked like Daniel Bryan quite yeah. a bit. Like oh, it yeah. was because of all the steroids that he looks like a big muscular dude. But right. he 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 was that guy, and he had to do all of that to get to yes. this spot. He was roided chance. up, but he's still a little guy. I guess yeah. is what we're saying, right? Exactly. What, uh, what I really feel like, like if Benoit like came up today and he wrestled in WWE today, I feel like he would be in like a Cesaro spot. Sure, yeah. As yeah. far as like he would be like an upper mid carder given respectable mm-hmm. campaigns, probably not pushed as the top guy just because there are so many guys now that are like really were influenced by him just to like be great wrestlers. Yeah, I think like, also one of the other things that made Benoit great is his uh, match psychology. You know, yeah. he's a guy who put together matches and did them in more creative ways than anybody else at the time. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, like little things in this match, like they're trying to pull each other apart and stop the other guy from losing the match since they have to be the guy to get the pin to win. Yeah. So you have like little bits like them stopping, holding Triple H's hand to make sure he doesn't yeah, tap yeah. out. Make sure he doesn't tap yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was going to call that. That's an amazing spot. I love uh, that spot. That doesn't feel like the spirit <laughs> of tapping out is like if somebody stops you from tapping out, well, you no, have but, to keep going. What no, 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 but it, no, but he grabs his hand to make him stop from tapping out because he won't lose. He won't no, win the title. I understand. Yeah, I feel like what, that should he still be able to verbally give up? Yeah, I, it's like I don't want this to happen to me anymore. And they're like, no, you will suffer. Yeah, what a monster. What a well, monster. That's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was a real monster. And this, yeah, is, yeah, this is also yeah. back in the era when they still had blood in wrestling matches. Uh, so mm-hmm. you uh, both uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H end up bleeding in this match. Yeah, did you think yeah. this one was real, Steven? Yeah, probably. It's all fucking real. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to fucking hear, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so. Did you like it? But did you like it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's something that I loved about this match, which, like, I really feel was, like, a, a product of the time of, like, 
maybe probably 1998 until maybe 2004, 2005 of like at the end of a main event at a wrestling pay-per-view, the ring just being covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you see like it's staining everywhere. Like I get concerned watching this a little bit. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I know they're doing this intentionally, but you still shouldn't bleed that much. Yeah. I don't want to rub anybody's bloody face against my bloody face. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely feels, it definitely feels like Shawn Michaels bled maybe a bit too much in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is pretty good at bleeding. I don't yeah. care if it's fake or real. I don't want all that all over my body. I don't like <laughs> my body. The sh- it's hard to get wash away blood and fake blood. Mm-hmm. No, nobody needs this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because like there's, I don't know. There's all these like, mo- like you said, these moments. They, they are kind of unique. Like there's that that one thing they where they like make eye contact. Uh, that's coming up in a little bit, and then they. Uh, Oh, I forgot who. I think is it Benoit goes to the table. Yeah, they slam yeah. to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, suplex him to the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Triple H and Shawn Michaels overcome their hatred for each other. They team up and mm-hmm. uh, suplex Chris Benoit through a table. And, yeah. Yeah. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, of course, uh, at this time, uh, former best buds because yeah. they were in Degeneration X together. Yeah, former best buds, kind of oh, in a blood yeah. in a blood in a blood feud with each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mentioned in the promo video for this that you know it's been ten years building, and uh, I, I love that. This was back also when WWE like had more uh, continuity in what they did. They and, you know, I'm like a comic book nerd, of course. So, oh, yeah, it's, totally. uh, like this is an era where they actually would bring in that continuity, like have these old relationships and they would uh, pay they that would off more. Yeah, yeah, they would try it more like now. They don't even try. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a lot of work. So why try? <laughs> I <laughs> get I get it. I get what their deal is. Yeah. So he tries to go for the, the pedigree. So then Michaels comes up on the table and he's already bleeding. Yeah, very bleeding. Shawn Michaels matches his pants. They make some uh, great eye contact. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they take Benoit and they suplex him through the Spanish announce table. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't notice it, but they also stripped the Spanish announce table of all the electronics before he fell through. Oh, yeah. They usually sake. they usually do that. Do they always do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, it's because the very first time they did that was like a Bret Hart match and they didn't move the monitors or anything and people got hurt. <laughs> so oh, really? They were like, oh, yeah, we That's should funny. probably. Actually, it was Shawn Michaels match. So it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they, 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 forgot, they didn't do that because they didn't know. They, were, they should. Yeah, and, they would uh, grab them and start dumping And now that you can always tell they're about the breaks and then because they start pulling the monitors and the mm-hmm. microphones. That's, and, with stuff like that, I often wonder, was there like a company email sent out that was just like, <laughs> if you're going to put somebody through a table, please remove the monitor. Guys, yeah. the monitors <laughs> are heavy metal cabinets, <laughs> yeah. sharp corners. And they're if filled they're glass with glass. And pressurized Guys, remember, safety glass in the workplace. Safety yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. workplace. OSHA is fucking pissed <laughs> at us. <laughs> like, we can't, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. So Benoit goes to the table. Oh, not to mention that, um, Jesus Christ, every time we got Jim Ross in a match, I miss him so much. Yeah, I was like, uh, I made my wife watch this with me when I was rewatching this match. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Jim Ross is the best announcer ever. She was getting caught up in it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like, it was, it was, I was like, oh, he was a guy who was super not camera friendly, but it was so good that yeah. they had to put him on TV for a long time. Things that like he would do that like. You know, even like fully mat, like the fully Undertaker match, like he did it in this match too. It's like he would, he would always walk that fine line of like you know it's entertainment, but he yeah. makes it so believable when he's like, "We need some EMTs out here for Benoit." I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> and then and Jerry Lawler the ruins it by yeah, exactly. Jerry Lawler's like, "And the cameraman just got hurt too." Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really coming out as like a sympathetic person. It's like I care about the crew. <laughs> Which, by the way, Mike, you have had you've had some great uh, conversations with Jim Ross, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I had a chance to interview him actually just uh, about a year or two ago. Now I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, uh, you know he's a guy who just is like a fount of knowledge who 
understands wrestling better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's sad that they don't have many guys like that around in wrestling I right know. now. But at the time, you could see in this match, he like put all the knowledge he had. He knew Chris Noah's whole career. He was able to make fans care about a guy who, like, you know, he didn't have the pretty boy look, the like uh, uh, same body as a lot of the other guys, and he was able to make fans care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you said, I, I don't know anything about anything in wrestling so when he said i missed jim ross i was i just assumed that chris benoit had killed him too <laughs> oh god <laughs> just, that was, I, I didn't know the status of his status of his yeah. uh, chris no, benoit I not watch hollywood story closely have, enough yeah, uh, yeah, chris I, benoit killed everybody now, we have uh, talked about jim you, ross and jr I, on this show I, the I announcer hey you think i'm keeping a, a detailed timeline of all of you these matches be. and like when they happen for all i know he's murdered every right. single person who's missing now from wrestling. Whatever happened to Earl Hebner? <laughs> Murdered. Yeah, killed by Chris For Benoit. All I know, Chris Benoit killed China. I'm going to say it. Oh, oh God. Say, it's possible. Look, it's China possible. truth. Hashtag China truth. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely China the truth. second ever episode that we're going to have to have a disclaimer up. <laughs> okay. disclaimer in there. Uh, uh, so Triple H is now bleeding profusely and he keeps doing this. He does no, the stupidest <laughs> expression here. Uh, no, no. Okay, but but no, I think that that's uh, I, I remember reading in like, I think it was Mick Mick Foley's book is that um, that's a way to make it so that you bleed more. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Is like you sort of uh, if you've got like a cut in your head, if you like kind of puff your cheeks and breathe, it like just makes more blood blood come but out. But also making it seem like it's like I'm trying to stay with it. I'm trying to stay with it. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I get that it's yeah. I get it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is wait, is this kind of towards the end right here? We've yeah, got yeah, this. What what is this called? Uh, this is sharp called the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Okay, so he's got him in the sharpshooter. Uh, it's like a long agonizing moment. I feel like that's yes. like kind of fun, right? They like really he go. He's getting toward Triple H is in the sharpshooter. He's getting towards the ropes. He gets close, uh, mm-hmm. and then Benoit drags him back to the center. Uh, like that's a that's a fun moment. I, yeah, I always yeah. like those. I don't know why. I'm like I'm like yeah, I buy it. Like that's a good way to really build the tension of oh, that okay. moment. So you do like when people are almost at the ropes and they come back. It's it's a good. It's a good like tension. It, I, I see. I see the value in it very clearly. I'm like, oh, you're building the tension, and then it's like, oh no, he didn't get it. I can All see right. why we care. So they get you a little in those moments. I see why we care. <laughs> I also think this match has really good camera work, and that there's oh, yeah. a lot of like surprises from off camera that come in. You're like, yeah, Sean Michael makes a super mm-hmm. kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Benoit. Yeah. Benoit does a like, uh, yeah. like a headbutt. You from get spoiled out of a little bit because you hear uh, uh, the fans chanting for Benoit before he does the move. But at least the yeah. camera guy's not showing him before they cut. Right, right, right. That's interesting. Another thing they didn't do yet in this era, which I also miss, is they didn't do all that distracting Zoom bullshit. Mm -hmm. God, that drives me fucking crazy on current WWE TV that every time somebody strikes, camera goes... I mean, or they well, just like cut, cut, cut yeah, between I mean, shots. Uh, like well, a big resound effect that really ruins. Yeah, it. they need to stop putting that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the reason for that is it's it's HDTV and it's like the the misses are a little bit clearer. Yeah, so you can like, hear them yeah. I mean, spots clearer they, now. They're always yeah, yeah. HD, so you can't necessarily hear this as well as uh, like it, it's a little bit muddier and you probably get away with a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Uh, oh, and this is the part where uh, Triple H, Triple H is uh, trying to tap out, or like, yeah. Oh, they no, do no, the- this is it. This is pretty much the end of the match. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got him t- wait, does he lose by tapping face. out? Yeah, I forgot. He does. Yeah. I already forgot. And, and Watt does a really cool roll into the center of the ring. You know, yeah. this is also the first time anyone had submitted 
in the main event at yeah, WrestleMania. And also, no one could believe that Triple H would submit. Like, yeah. he's the guy who, he's, you know, he's the uh, married he, to the owner's daughter. He's he the current champion. Keep his character strong. Yeah. Honestly. Look super buff and cool. Against, and he tapped out. Against yeah. all booking odds, this end of this match really was kind of unbelievable. Like, yeah. people who are a little more on the inside, it's like, whoa, Triple H tapped out to underdog Chris Benoit mm-hmm. in the main event at WrestleMania for the championship. Like, it was, it was a and really Shawn Michaels big deal. is busy eating popcorn. Like, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a columnist at a pro wrestling website and I still was like this is like so emotional and shocking like mm-hmm. I heard all the rumors going in and like no, they kept this very top secret that you're like it'll never happen die. exactly like it was everyone knew that there's no way Chris Moore could win this yeah uh, but, and and the, and also you know Eddie Guerrero won the other world title, title yeah, earlier, earlier in the, the show night. so like the fact that they gave it to both the guys These who you never WCW expected WCW friends yep. mm-hmm. guys yeah. who came up together and yeah. were real life best friends so. Yeah, they have like a very emotional embrace right here. Yeah, and this is considered one of the top other. just emotional moments in wrestling. It's like yes. right up. I'm feeling it. It's right yeah. up there with, uh, you know, uh, Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man reuniting. And it's this, definitely a good moment. And this embrace right with the here with and this <laughs> yeah, yeah. embrace here with Eddie Guerrero because Eddie Guerrero is dead, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, also, they're all dead. And this is so, <laughs> Chris Benoit killed him. <laughs> this ending is so heartbreaking, and I'm I'm yeah. really being real here. It's like it's yeah. like it's so iconic and amazing, and it feels so good to see it in the context mm-hmm. of what this was yep. at the time. But also, it's so strange because it's like. You're, we're literally looking at two ghosts now. Yeah. It's just it's, like, it's fucking. I, your use of literal is a little off. <laughs> literal ghosts. They are ghosts. Ghosts are here. real. Ghosts are real. You know what I mean? We're looking yeah. at two ghosts now, and it's so strange. Yeah, that's it's one of the chilling. scariest things about watching old wrestling. It's, it's that haunting. happens all There's the time. so many ghosts. Did you guys yeah. just realize you're mortal? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Basically. Like, uh, Nick, Nick is Wait, like what? an infant child. He's like, I'm going to live forever. Now. I am. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Mommy, uh, everything's going to be okay. Mommy. <laughs> I'm going to die one day, um, mommy. I rewatched I only this. talk with I'd, the accent now. I'd forgotten about the Eddie Guerrero moment too when I rewatched this this morning, and I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh, this this happened too." And uh, like uh, within the next year, Eddie Guerrero died, and within two years, Chris Benoit died. Yeah. And it was uh, like like going from this high moment yeah. to the greatest tragedy in wrestling history, basically. I mean, uh, something yeah. to something to WWE's credit. I feel like they do give you those moments that you really want to get when you like absolutely need them. And I think that they are mm-hmm. very good at sort of telegraphing that. Yeah. Like I remember um, probably in like the this this aired in late March, early April of 2004. I remember as early as like September of 2003, there being like articles in WWE magazine where it was just like, you know, like people being asked like, who like. Hey, like Road Dog, who do you th- who's who's your favorite wrestler? Anybody who you think should win the title that hasn't mm-hmm. won it, and you'd see very consistently yeah. like Chris Benoit being mentioned in that, yep. and um, like I, I, the same thing happened with Ziggler before he won his second world title. Yes, where uh, with the, the one that uh, we saw where there was the Money in the Bank cash in on yeah. the Ryan Namath episode, where like. That year, people like it was just like, oh, who do you think should be a main event? It's he's main red hot. Oh, like Dolph Ziggler, one hundred percent. They should give him the super kick as his finisher, and just like consistently hearing a lot of different people say it. Like, I feel like the WWE does kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's alarming to me how all-encompassing wrestling is in your life. But now that you've mentioned wrestling magazines as a thing that you also had for oh, years yeah. ago, for, WWE yeah. magazine, yeah, yeah, it was oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey, oh god. <laughs> WWE so magazine. Well, we yeah. all had WD, WWE yeah. magazine for a while. I mean, yeah, I did. For Look, sure. <laughs> I don't watch movies. And a wood chipper. Yeah, yeah I don't watch movies. I don't watch TV shows. I don't read books. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a you're a one dimensional person. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And that dimension. I'm a one dimension. I like this dimension. It's I'm good. a one dimension, yeah. but that dimension is seven feet tall, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, good. Keep keep it going. Keep baby. It going. <laughs> so should uh, we rate this match and then move yeah, to let's the tragedy? Uh, yeah, let's rate it. Uh it's in the tragedy of yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, well, <laughs> we're we're trying to be respectful here. We're just we're rating the match yes. as a match, not okay. the people's lives. Right. We're rating the match. Right. Okay, so uh, Nick condoning murder. Nick, we'll have you start. Man, I mean, I think this is like a. I mean, I, I know some people. I don't know if it's one of my absolute favorites, but I know some people do regard this as really one of the greatest main events in WrestleMania, maybe WWE history. Um, I mean, God, as a match, it's pretty fucking great, and the ending's awesome. And again, for the feel good moment being what it was at that time, that's pretty fucking awesome. Um, but it's a high rated match. I, I personally, I got to give it like a 4.6. 4.6. I mean, it's a great match. It's, it's, it's great storytelling. Yeah. I mean, this is a match. High drama. That, yeah. This is definitely, uh, yeah. Wait, we're giving it. What's, what are we rating it out of? Oh, yeah. 4.6. Oh, um, let's keep it clean. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Let's, should we just go for the clear joke and like no. 4.6 murder suicide? No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll rate it on a scale of five uh, Shawn Michael receding hairlines. Shawn Michael's yeah, receding hairlines. Yeah, five Shawn Michaels receding uh, so hairlines. 4.6 Shawn Michaels yeah. receding hairlines. Let's try to okay, be respectable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people. Uh, okay, uh, he'll so. never come on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably, may, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Shawn, you know, if you want Shawn Michaels on this show, just you know, send us a tweet. Hashtag hairline <laughs> hashtag hairline yeah well if we get enough we'll ask yeah. him yeah. come on we laugh um okay. yeah I, I would agree i think that this is a match that like i have not watched a chris benoit match since 2007 partly because of just you know the stuff that happened <laughs> and partly just because yeah. like i'm not really a person that rewatches matches very often i knew, only entrances yeah like really only entrances <laughs> um i you know i knew the end of this match and, um, you know, like, you know, we all know the iconic moment at the end. Um, but like, I was still very invested in this match all like 27 minutes of it the entire way through. I was very entertained. Um, you know, like the hits were great. Like the storyline was great. Like blood everywhere was of course a plus. Um, like, I mean, I feel like I have to give this like five stars or mm -hmm. five receding hairlines. Like this was like, lines. you know, I've seen better matches, but yeah. not many. Um, right. so yeah. Yeah, five receding airlines. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think that this is, uh, at the time, with this combination of the quality of the wrestling and the story being told, it's really amazing. Uh, I think that the work in the match, I've seen better work in the match, and mm -hmm. I, I have, I can't think of a time I've seen like a better storyline finish, though. It's so I think if great. you're, if you're combining both of those things, the fan reaction, uh, the story going into it, I mean, I have to give this five receding airlines. I think that wow. this is, uh, uh, basically hits every note that it should have hit at the time mm -hmm. and uh it was something that's you know uh, inspired real emotion in a lot of people and they also followed up on it and uh you know chris Benoit didn't last on top eventually he sort of fell back <laughs> down the card uh but he yeah. at the time like it was everyone was so caught up in it surprised and, yep. and just thankful for what happened yeah all right steven what did you think um yeah so i didn't like this match very much at all uh, especially <laughs> mm -hmm. given that I didn't have it, I, you know, I don't have any story context on it, and that's generally lost on me in any uh, wrestling match. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't watch the stories. I don't know. Um, uh, then I'm like, then I'm looking for like, oh, is there a guy in this match I like? Not really. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I didn't like any of them. I wasn't like super excited about it. And then yeah, I guess sort. I felt like a lot of it kind of comes off. Uh, 
I feel I'll admit I'm not a sophisticated enough wrestling fan. I'm not a sophisticated enough wrestling fan to appreciate it. Okay. So a lot of it seemed like standard. I'm like, oh yeah, they're just like doing the same shit that they always do. Um, maybe again, I feel like I'm biased too because I've only seen stuff that people think is particularly good, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like well, I've seen like Shinsei Nakamura a couple of times, but I like I've never seen uh, somebody who's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so yeah, this is a low rating for me. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a a 1.5. Uh, wow, yeah. Jesus, yeah, right, uh, yeah. You've given Royal Rumbles that you hated less than there more uh, of that. Yeah, you know, hey, you know, at least there, at least there's more people. I don't know, Joey. There's there's logic to my rating oh, system. Man. Just trust me. Uh, <laughs> okay, so well, okay, so what are the criteria that you judge a match on again? It's uh, the second one is, is there anybody in this match that I like or yeah, want to follow? I'm looking, I'm just looking for, I'm looking for fun. I'm just looking for it to be fun for me. Uh, and sometimes it can be fun if like I see some cool or unique or big spots, I guess. Um, it can be fun for me if like there's a guy that I like, like I like Shinsei Nakamura cause he's got a lot of charisma and he's very showboaty and that's fun. Or like, I feel like that was the thing. And so like mm-hmm. that will like get me excited. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want it to be fun. All right. So okay. this, it was sapped of fun completely for no you. No fun. Wow. Zero fun. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking of fun, uh, for our second clip, we showed Stephen Mr. McMahon stages his own demise in a limousine explosion. Mm-hmm. 2007. <laughs> uh, clip aired on June 11th, 2007, was supposed to set off a Who Shot JR style storyline aiming to figure out who killed Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. It should be noted the day after this clip aired, WWE's actual stocks took a dive because investors believed Vince McMahon was actually dead. Yes, God. And they had to post a story on Forbes saying, just a storyline. I didn't die in a limo explosion. Because they the hate wrestling too, so they weren't watching and didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. such a surreal... What did you think of this? Because this is a quiet, surreal, almost completely non-wrestling feeling Actually, clip. Let's show... Let's play a brief clip of what just... What is there to just, play? Let's play just the explosion. All right, yeah, there, there was an go. explosion. Yeah, yeah so uh, I'm, I'm going to play an explosion from something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Star Wars. Uh, I know that's not the right there. explosion yeah. that just happened. Okay, okay, let's stop and play the right explosion. Okay, so okay. that was probably the right explosion, right? There was. Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah. We're not, I'm not going to double check that. real explosion. That's it. Um, okay, so Stephen, what did you think about this? Because it's surreal as fuck. It's weird. It's a super fucking weird moment. Like, yeah. I'm, I, was, I really wanted to understand what was going on. It was very quiet. It's like, oh, you're going the wrong way. And then, like, they were... There, I, I noticed there were a lot of divas wearing very little clothing. That mm-hmm. was uh, distracting. It's uh, a product of the time. Yeah, uh, product yeah. of the time. Great, great product. Um, and, and then, yeah, like, what What am I... Does he know that he's about to explode? He acts as if he knows. He has, like... he. It's like he just has a weird feeling um, or something. There, there was uh, a... Like, Vince McMahon's also psychic. Right. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, was, he was depressed. Yeah. He was, like, that show... They'd have everybody, like, trash Vince McMahon and uh, sort of run him out of town and, and talk about what a uh, horrible guy he is. Yeah, yeah. I believe there was a build-up to this of... Yeah. He, uh, he was sort of, like, a, a super bad guy on television at this point. He was the mm-hmm. ECW champion. Yes. He lost the ECW title. To Bobby 
Bobby Lashley he, at one night um, stand. Yeah, he uh, got his head shaved by Donald Trump. Um, right. Like mm-hmm. you know, earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So he just had like, I think that he was in a feud with Shawn Michaels that he lost multiple times. <laughs> and on uh, this multiple very matches. night, I believe they just had Vince Mc- Mr. McMahon Appreciation Night. Did yeah. They? It was Mr. McMahon quote unquote appreciation night where they just trashed it. But everybody and, trashed yeah. it. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I remember this was one where this was the first time that Bret Hart was on WWE television in a while. It was just like a clip of him in a parking lot being like, Vince McMahon, that guy fucking sucks. Or right. <laughs> right. Basically. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, so uh, it was just like he'd had a losing streak and also his appreciation night that was supposed to bring him up. He was cracking. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so did you guys feel bad for Vince oh, at the time? Oh, so bad. He oh, was yeah. hero. <laughs> so Vince walks through the hallway. Uh, what I have listed as the Hall of Jobbers. Yeah. Also, uh, one... a venerable who's who of yeah. who? My favorite yeah. note of this is that uh, Paul London is smiling during this. He is. When everyone's supposed to be super serious. Yeah, and that yeah. guy him fired from WWE was him smiling during this segment. And, yeah. uh, that was, was that really what got Yeah, that's fired? the yeah. end of Paul London's career in WWE was that he thought his character, like he had this like, idea in his brain for his character, which yeah, yeah. wasn't an official idea because in, he wasn't ever on TV because he was not a very popular wrestler. Yeah. But he uh, he was like, yeah, my character is like crazy. And he's going to be smiling through this. Yeah. And this man was so pissed. He got fired. Yeah, oh, Paul wow. Lennon, very good wrestler. It's a shame he got fired. Yeah, because yeah, I love Paul Lennon. Well, see, that's yeah, what I'm saying. He too. comes through the hallway, and when he first comes to the first hallway, I kept looking around going, who is that? Who was that? <laughs> who is that? Then he goes through the second, and then he leaves, and you go, oh, okay, now I see some people I recognize. But yeah, when he first comes through, it's like, I had to go back in Wikipedia. So many people, I'm like, who are these individuals? But I, I feel it's like fun. this is. But how would you wiki, do Wikipedia them by image? Well, that's it's just to like, think of names. Like, wasn't there like a Jindrak like, or a Stasiak in there? Was Heidenreich there yet? One of the acts. <laughs> this is. Uh, I think we mentioned this in an earlier episode. Like this just was sort of like a lost generation of wrestlers. It was. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a hall of jobbers in the sense of all these guys were jobbers. No, these no, were like no. these were like mid carters at the these time. Were these peop- were, but these were people who got treated as jobbers who probably yeah. shouldn't have by WWE. It's just like these are a lot of like Deuce and Domino who are the current tag team champions. Like I don't remember them. Like I know I looked and I went, "What's Andrew Dice Clay doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a sweet theme song. A couple but, of yeah, songs yeah. I still can't figure out. But yes, then there were other people like London and Kendrick and and people who were, who were great, like, who were awesome. And it's like, oh what? man. One of the best tag teams like ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Why are they lost in this this lost era? It's really kind of frustrating to like see familiar faces. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, also yeah. a time when wrestling was changing. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, like Eddie Guerrero had died and there were a lot of different things that were going on that was, you know, they were sort of trying to figure out this new world and they hadn't yeah. really figured it out yet. Eddie Guerrero died in November of 2005. OK, good. When, uh, that's good don't to know. Say good. <laughs> that's just good to know. Okay, all right. What, uh, I guess something that like uh, is interesting to note about this is it's very much like wrestling as soap opera. You know, this isn't this isn't a storyline. This isn't a bunch of people trying to be the best. This is like a weird soap opera storyline about the boss dying. Like, yeah. I guess did, did you respond to that, Stephen, or what did you think about that as compared to I'm better than you because I'm a wrestler? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm better than you because I'm a wrestler is stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, soap opera isn't better, though. Like, no, nobody holds up a soap opera as high art or something that's, like, super... And I guess people do like it, but no... I don't know. Nobody would admit to liking it. Right? Well, yeah. I'm going to say this, and I mean it. Self-contain. Just that clip being that clip and re-watching it, I really liked it. Yeah, what? it was yeah. intriguing. I think it was, like... I really 
really like. I remember at the time it was one of those things where like, oh, this is making wrestling even faker than ever. Yeah, uh, and it was like embracing what it is. It's it's it was yes. a, a crazy idea. It's like a big swing. So I respect yeah. that. A lot. Oh yeah, totally. It it's was like so the who goofy. shot Mr. Burns episode. Yes. Yes. And I do like that. It's it almost feels like they were like, we need to make this so weird that I don't know if they. I'm sure they didn't, but they 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 did it very well. Where it's like it felt like they were like, we need to make this so weird that we need to bring in the guy who who directed the Saint Elsewhere finale <laughs> in to like direct this. Like it felt yeah. so markedly different. Yeah. That yeah I like, even like it. when he goes outside, they switch to like another cameraman who's already outside. It's like yes. so directed. Yeah, and, it's a yeah. very yeah. Yeah. switch to another cameraman. There are those like two random guys just sitting on a box that Vince McMahon looks at. Yeah. Like it's just the entire thing is designed to build tension that's released by his limo exploding. Yeah, and you're like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> and I remember watching it that night when the limo exploded and it blew up and I'm sure we all just went what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, wrestling needs more of that. I agree. Like, uh, there just needs to be more, like, big swing storyline shit. Yeah. I love it. All right, well. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll write that clip out of uh, one to five limo explosions. Five. Yeah, yeah, five. Five limos five. exploded. <laughs> I give it three limos exploded because I still like some grounding in reality. Okay. And this was like, even for me, like I respected what they did, but it was a little much. Steven, uh, hit us with your zero. You know, like two limos okay. exploding. I, I don't know. Oh, okay, great. What am I supposed to enjoy about this? <laughs> I don't fucking get uh, it. So, okay, and now uh, the, what we've all been waiting for. Yes. Uh, okay, so um, we're going to have actually uh, two separate clips that we're going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first clip that we're going to play uh, took place uh the day after what what exact day was well, this and, and before we get to that i also want to say that during this time now <laughs> during this time um mm-hmm. after benoit won the title in 04 he would later go on to go to smackdown he became a u.s champion right within that time in 2005 his his dear friend eddie guerrero died, died. of a heart yeah they were best yeah. friends um yeah. uh so he was devastated by this right. um and uh eddie's nephew chavo guerrero was a friend of benoit's as well a family friend so benoit continued his career in WWE, um, he ends up going to WCW, or I'm sorry, ECW. Right. Ben winds up going to the WWE bot version of ECW, the revived version. This is where Mr. McMahon had the ECW title, loses it to Bobby Lashley. Th- this has all just happened to culminate right at this, this incredibly weird coincidental point yeah. that Chris Benoit was in contention to be in a match and essentially what we found out later was going to win the WWE version of the ECW title yeah. up until, leading up to this night yeah, and it was supposed where, to be a match with CM Punk yes. it was a match that was genuinely a dream match yeah uh, leading up to this match where also Mr. McMahon they just happened to coincidentally say we're going to do this Mr. McMahon blows up yeah scenario yeah. so the way that it worked is Monday Vince McMahon exploded right Sunday wrestling pay-per-view that that uh, Chris Benoit was supposed to uh, wrestle CM Punk at. Mm-hmm. He no-shows the event. Yeah, no one knows what happened. Yeah, no one yeah. knows what happened. Uh, like, pe- people are kind of suspecting that something weird might have happened. Uh, so let's play that first, and then we can set up the second one. Uh, okay, so... Okay. Uh, and then... Uh, like they replace uh, Chris Benoit last minute with John Morrison and yes. CM Punk and John Morrison have a match. So June 18th. And then, mo- Ste- and then Monday. Yeah. June 18th. Stephanie McMahon is crying out and saying, I love you, dad. A memorial episode is scheduled on June 25th for the storyline. Dead Mr. McMahon blew up. However, on June 25th, we're greeted at the beginning of the episode to this. Good evening. Tonight, this arena here in Corpus Christi, Texas was to have been filled to capacity with enthusiastic WWE fans. 
Tonight's storyline was to have been the alleged demise of my character, Mr. McMahon. However, in reality, WWE superstar Chris Benoit, his wife Nancy, and their son Daniel are dead. Their bodies were discovered this afternoon in their new suburban Atlanta home. The authorities are undergoing an investigation. We here in the WWE can only offer our condolences to the extended family of Chris Benoit. And the only other thing we can do at this moment is tonight pay tribute to Chris Benoit. We'll offer you some of the most memorable moments in Chris's professional life. And you'll hear tonight comments from his peers, those here, his fellow performers, those here who loved Chris and admired him so much. So tonight will be a three-hour tribute to one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. Tonight will be a tribute to Chris Benoit. That's right. That was uh, Vince McMahon standing in the middle of the ring, you know, uh, seven days after, after he was supposed to have exploded in a limo, completely dropping <laughs> a storyline, flat out saying my character, Mr. McMahon, was supposed to be dead. Killing right. in an empty arena, yeah. canceled Raw that night. Yeah, like all that we knew at the time was that Chris Benoit was dead. His, his wife, his was wife dead. was dead, and Jeez. his child was dead. So Vince dedicated this episode to him, and they played clips. They had wrestlers sort of giving, uh, you know, their thoughts yeah. on him. Early on, it felt like it's like, oh my god, somebody came into their home. They've been murdered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and also you see all these wrestlers talking about. It. You can see some of the wrestlers know something's happening. Oh yeah, sure. like William Regal especially is the guy who's like he avoids saying anything nice about Chris Benoit. He's like, mm, I, Chris Benoit, he was a good wrestler, right? And and then yeah. tries to keep it uh, actually this, and you, moving on. It would be interesting I, to get yeah. your insight of, like, you, yeah. you wrote for the Pro Wrestling Torch. You're at the Torch what, like, Which is a big pro wrestling newspaper mm-hmm. while this was going on. So yeah. walk us through just this day. For and you. and yeah. are people, like, running around the office going, oh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, p- uh, other writers were freaking out. I, the first place I heard it from was actually a, just a wrestling fit friend, friend of mine, who gave me a call and uh, was like, go to WWE.com right now. And I, I go on my computer thinking, like, why is, what is my friend fucking around with me for? Mm-hmm. He's uh, I go there, I see Chris Benoit dead. And, and I, it was so surreal. I'm like, is this another weird storyline they're doing? I know. Because you yeah, yeah. don't know what to believe no. at that time because Mr. McMahon just exploded. And WWE.com is basically always a lie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's always kayfabe. Yeah, so it was a very, Sometimes. very hard to figure out uh, what was happening. And uh, then, you know, I started uh, helping out with some stories that we were doing mm-hmm. uh, for the websites. And uh, a lot of us just were sort of taken aback and trying to figure out what, what it does is. this mean? Like, uh, and then, you know, throughout that day, it started bubbling up that, uh, you know, even during during the show, there was actually already news getting out that oh, yeah. it's probably, the, the Chris Benoit probably is responsible for this. That's the well, crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, but they like, kept going on. Earlier in the day, it, it, it's like, oh my God, they've been murdered. Yeah. They cancel the show. Vince McMahon comes out and does that address. They start airing. So tonight will be a tribute episode. They start airing yep. the tribute episode during the three hours as this is happening. Yeah, like yeah. news is coming out. We're learning more and more. And I'm sure they're airing this thing at WWE just thinking, oh, <laughs> well, I mean, we learned later that they already had some idea this might be the case sure. even before it aired, but they already were like, well, we don't know. Yeah, what are we supposed like, to do? Yeah, because, yeah. 
any time, you know, any time you have, uh, you know, murder two, two, yeah, three people in one family dead. Uh, safe assumption, it's a murder suicide. Like, just it's a safe assumption. It's true. It's, it'd be it's insane to think that somebody would randomly come in and kill a, a man, a woman, and a child. That's insane. The well, only and, option and because, is like, like, and because wrestling fans are maniacs. Like, there was real speculation about like, oh, okay, like so, uh, Chris Benoit, uh, like he actually. Uh, he sl- he like he started dating woman who was his wife who was his wife that he uh, that he murdered mm-hmm. uh, while she was married to a wrestler named Kevin Sullivan mm-hmm. who's a known Satanist right. and like th- they, yeah and like a known Satanist oh, so man. like maybe a satanic cult like killed him yeah or whatever. I mean this is the kind of shit people are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe like uh, Kevin Sol- and like it's still a thing that people are like maybe Kevin Sullivan satanic cult murdered him okay yeah. so let's let's do the other clip too oh, yeah, yeah okay, okay so, so that- um, okay so they they played this this uh, raw and then yep. we um, we learned kind of over the course of it like oh this was most likely a murder suicide that night over the night so, into so, the next morning so the next day on literally twenty four hours later on EC, their ECW program on the Sci Fi Channel which was on Tuesdays um, they opened the show with this clip good evening ladies and gentlemen last night on Monday Night Raw the WWE presented a special tribute show recognizing the career of Chris Benoit. However, now some 26 hours later, the facts of this horrific tragedy are now apparent. Therefore, other than my comments, there will be no mention of Mr. Benoit's name tonight. On the contrary, tonight's show will be dedicated to everyone who has been affected by this terrible incident. This evening marks the first step of the healing process. Tonight, WWE performers will do what they do better than anyone else in the world. Entertain you. That's uh, Vince McMahon in the center of the ring, not in the center of the ring, but uh, in front of a screen uh, saying, like, we're never going to say Chris Benoit's name again. We're so sorry. Oh, God, our bad. Yeah. Our bad, our bad, our bad. As a a non-wrestling fan and somebody who really, you know, probably knew of this but didn't know what the fuck this was, I'm... I'm, (laughs) Because... Back, going back and watching these two clips and seeing the contrast of the night before and the next night, it's like fucking surreal. I, it, what, what are you thinking of all this, Stephen? It's like, not, yeah, it's, it's night crazy and day to see how quickly it changes. Like they, you know, they go from playing like some epic rock songs that like about if I traded it all for <laughs> Chris Benoit, like he's yeah. a hero, and then like we're not talking about him anymore. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's it is a sharp turn, uh, and it really does make me think like oh if. Uh, Again, if it's at all possible to like suspect that maybe you know whatever, it's like you guys should have pumped the brakes a little bit before you taking a big action and going like we sure. love him, he's a hero. Like, but like also- they could have just like canceled the show that night, right? Had Don't you say air something else, but yep. they were like, no, the show must go on. So, but, they, that's, yeah. but that's just that's the WWE's mentality. Like, uh, I'm not sure if yeah. we talked about it at all, but like. Owen Hart, uh, he died. He's a wrestler that died in the middle yeah. of the ring. He fell from the rafters, landed in the ring. Yeah, halfway yeah. through a show, not like, broadcast, they like were not bro- not segments. broadcast. They were in between segments, but during a live pay per view event, instead of just stopping the event, they kept going. There are yeah. wrestlers yeah. that had there are wrestlers that had to wrestle like feet from where their friend like died. knowing he had yeah, just yeah. died. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the like that we talked a little bit the, about this in the Leroy Patterson episode, and I, I still feel this way. It's like you know what, like uh, no show is worth what they're doing yeah, yeah. And, I, and you know I get that. like uh, some guy falls out of the ring and dies i don't care if it's not does there. the show need you, to go you, on no I know. it doesn't like, i know 
whatever. Just stop the show. Hey, man, nope. if you died during a sketch show we were doing, I'd keep doing the show. <laughs> you no, know, the show must go on. <laughs> Steven, he yeah. has to go on. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. listen, when we IO needs these sketches, so like <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah, with they, my yeah. IO needs the bar money. Yeah. Their bar you needs. Bring, oh God, they need you the bring my corpse out and you let me make me play that game show. <laughs> um, I mean, Chris Benoit's death though did make wrestling better in a way, in that his <laughs> his death actually lead, well, led to their drug policy. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. of his steroids, they they started they instituted the drug policy shortly after his death because it was all tied in with steroid scandal. They found yeah. just steroids all over Chris Benoit's house after he died. Of course, and uh, you know it's I'm sure that it's not it's definitely not a clean uh, business, but they right. uh, it's way different than it was now. There are a lot fewer guys on obviously roided up bodies than there were before that. Well, well, actually, it, it, it was it was actually it was a multi step approach with mm-hmm. um yep. with Eddie Guerrero. They started ch- I think they started checking heart health. Yeah, they started Eddie checking Guerrero. heart health and stuff like that. And then Chris Benoit, because like a, a lot of the concern with Chris Benoit is that, or a lot of the thought on it is that he had so many cush- concussions over the course of his career. Right. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, like his Developed. one of his finishers was a diving headbutt from the top rope. Right. People at first that, thought it was the, the yeah. roid rage automatically. Yeah, yeah. People were like, it's roids, it's roid and it's rage. like, but not that they're good for you. But, but they yeah. like tested his brain afterwards, and he had the brain of like an eighty-year-old who with Alzheimer's. And yeah. he, he had the brain of, of an eighty-five-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. a that was a thing spearheaded and led by former WWE. Uh, superstar uh, and Harvard graduate Christopher Nowinski. He yeah. was a wrestler for a while. A sports mm-hmm. Health Institute. Or he got yeah. concussions. Yeah. Transitioned into being like a, a science person. Yeah, yeah. So he like yeah. So he very clearly had this like uh, debilitating thing. And like like you know it's sort it's tough. I, I I get what you're saying. It's like I'm glad I'm glad that they have made changes or whatever. Right. But I sort of feel this way about the NFL too. I was just going to say. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one hundred. You know what? It's it was clear. It was pretty clear that shit was going sideways, and it took some. Somebody dying, and not only somebody dying, but like a, a kid and a woman getting murdered I know. for them to do anything. And then still, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% convinced it is yeah. better. Like, they, they're this each but Hollywood is, but story. I'm, but I, I agree with Mike, and I'm telling you that it is. Yeah, well, yeah well, uh, like I don't know. I'm like, not there. Like, <laughs> like Daniel Bryan's a great example of like he's somebody one of the like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. They like made him retire just because he had a, like a couple concussions. Right? Yeah, there's so many things that feed yeah. into this. It's like yeah. it's like making people like. Edge finds out he has to retire and he fucking retires. They tell Daniel Bryan, sorry, you can't compete. We want yeah. you to live. Or even but, just like Roman Reigns probably gets like fat burners in his system. Yeah. Even though he's their top guy, he's their champion. They're just like, yeah. sorry, 30 days. Wellness policy is the exact same thing. Well, yeah. it's probably the continuum that is like very much changed things, you know, and it's why like Kurt Angle can't wrestle because they don't want a wrestle Olympic gold medals to die in the ring. No more yeah. protected chair shots in the yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. yeah. They used to have like, you yeah. know, you would just get like basically T-balled in the skull with a chair like, like a I, million times a night. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You get fined thirty thousand dollars. And I agree. It's sad. It's like the NFL. It's like people needed to be depressed and like <laughs> yeah. drink, drink themselves to death, or do drugs, or just die, or just it, like 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 yeah. in order to like put like better padding in helmets and make yeah. them like not take direct shots like to yeah. the head. Like it takes the. It's awful that it takes the worst awful things to make good things happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's if if sports in general are going to exist, they are starting to get better at getting toward this stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a question you can yeah. ask about whether NFL should even be a thing because of how dangerous it is. Uh, but it's uh, yeah. they're, they're at least making progress. They've changed the policy about concussions, like you sure. mentioned. And uh, I, I Chris Moore is a big part of that continuum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is it is just crazy. I, I think, like, I, again, I, I really do think it was clear. Like, he was, was based on that E! True Hollywood story, which who knows if it's fucking true or not, but they were saying, <laughs> like... Was it hosted by A.J. Benza? Uh, I'm A.J. Benza! Remember him? I do. 
Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, he was like, he, they were saying like he was having like these paranoid thoughts and he was yeah. sharing them with people. Yeah. He was like very clearly fucked up. And oh, he, yeah. And not only that, like, and it just bu- yeah, he it like, bumps like me over out. the course of that weekend, like he, he murdered Nancy on Friday. He murdered his son, I believe, on Saturday. Saturday and he killed and himself, kill on, himself that on Sunday. Sunday. Hung himself and with some equipment. It took three and, days. Uh, Meanwhile, he, he, like, te- he was texting messages, people. He was texting telling wrestlers. Telling people like, oh, here's where, how to take care of the dogs. Here's where I live. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, nobody ever thought like, oh, there's something super wrong here. And just for the record, know. you know, like, if we take anything away from this, if people start acting super strange and telling you their address, telling you how to take care of the dogs or having paranoid thoughts or something like It's like, no, it's about to go really fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's again... Uh, you know, you could say it's a different time. It's not that different of a time. It's like somebody should be aware of that. Sure. And I, I don't want to say anybody's responsible because that's not what I'm saying. But like, yeah, somebody should have. He completely <laughs> lost his mind. I mean, I mean yeah. clearly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also wrestling's a business of fucking weirdos. So I think that's yeah. the reason why people didn't realize uh, what had happened. Like, like Chavo Guerrero got these texts from Chris Moore saying, like, let out the dogs. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, this is weird. Well, uh, I'm just going to go to this wrestling show tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, it's, you know. something, it's something that was uh, insane to me about this time, not to talk too much about it, but like, mm-hmm. just like being a wrestling fan, it was really weird to see that, like, we would find out information from dirt sheets before like the new mm-hmm. before like major news outlets sure. were about it yeah like i think i was talking to like nick about this i remember there was like a guy on like like a game facts wrestling forum or whatever that like that weekend just joked about like hey i'm pretty sure chris benoit is not gonna like be at the show because he like you know maybe killed himself or whatever <laughs> and you know just like as like some internet shithead would post and um like you know the the what we know happened happened and that guy like you know, that post got bumped all the way to the top. And like that guy posted like a message that was clearly prepared by a lawyer that was just like, Hey guys, things are getting, people are sending me a lot of messages. I'm just going to like delete my account if that's okay. The next day you found out, Oh no, the, the FBI tracked that guy's IP address, probably this random 14 year old. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause it was somebody who went and like preemptively updated his Wikipedia page. Yeah. 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 yeah, That was it. That's what it was. Somebody like just got like, I'm going to do this. And they went and preemptively updated before it was known. Publicly. Said that he killed himself. Yeah, or like I yeah, yeah. Said he killed himself. Yeah, yeah like 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 a couple this. days, like like that Friday or something like that. That's and it was scary. just insane timing and just like internet shit had doing it. Sure. And this person posted right. a message or posted it or like I'm something. gonna drop a revelation. That person was oh, me, whoa. and I whoa. killed Chris. We record <laughs> here. Stop what? doing this to us. They uh, know where you are. Yeah, like, Muncie. Muncie. At, at the time, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Brian Alvarez, who writes one of the big wrestling newsletters at the time. He was uh, all over Nancy Grace after this. Yeah, was, uh, I remember he like he was on Nancy Grace. They gave him a Nancy Grace hat. <laughs> uh, That's fun. It was Fuck the, off. the yeah. craziest. Like like, uh, but but you know like they were trying to like calm things down in the media because like WWE was sending people out to the media to say this wasn't steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Mr. Kennedy. This wasn't steroids uh, uh, on TV <laughs> to say it's not steroids. And, yeah. like, obviously, it ended up being uh, very involved. And yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like was it the concussions? Was it the steroids? Yeah, what, yeah. All played together. Well, yeah. Oh, but, and by the way, yeah. I think we can all agree. Fuck you, Nancy Grace. You disgusting, <laughs> yeah. succubus, dumpster human. Yeah. You yeah. fucking asshole. I really hope right? she was all over this story. Stand her. You're, she, there's, if there's somebody who doesn't deserve any credit for anything, it's Nancy <laughs> I really Grace. hope that Stevens You Should Love at the end of the show is Nancy Grace. <laughs> Man. Uh, that'd Nancy be a fun one. You know, she, I remember her around that time and just, just oh, well, WWE is terrible. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all a bunch of murderers oh, and pedophiles oh, or whatever. So, just the worst. So very quickly, though, I just want to like wrap this up or like I want to put a point on it because we talked a little bit about it. It's right. like, uh, 
China died from drug abuse. Eddie Guerrero died from a heart condition, which yep. sounds related to drug abuse. Yeah, was and then yeah, right, like a hundred percent. And then and then Chris Benoit kills uh, himself and two other people. You know, based off of drugs and whatever. Like he's, it's like I don't know. I guess it's the thing of wrestling is uh, pretty bad for the people involved in it and like I yeah. don't know that's the thing is like we talked about it on the Leroy Patterson episode I, like your people these people aren't worth the show mm-hmm. they aren't worth that show and especially if it's fake or whatever man you shouldn't blaze yourself you shouldn't take all these hard things it should be much safer I have yeah. two I have two questions that I wanted to ask and Joey and Mike specifically and then Stephen feel free to answer if you'd like I have two questions that I specifically wanted to ask this incident especially the night that McMahon came out the week after his car blew up. Um, and I know we can point to a bajillion different things, but I, I just, I have to ask because of this incident, um, two questions. Number one, did in WWE, did this create the PG era? Uh, I think this is definitely a big part of it. You yeah, know, they, just, so. just a couple years later, you know, this this was actually the same time John Cena was on his way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda McMahon's this, about to run for public office. Exactly. Like, like the 2004 WrestleMania was John Cena's first WrestleMania. Yes, it was. And uh, it was, you know, he was just starting to get to the top and you had this like family kid friendly character. And, th- you know, there was also yeah, Linda McMahon running for office is a big part of it as well. All mm-hmm. these things sort of came together and WWE wanted to clean up their image. And they, they realized the only way to do that was to uh, just go all out with it they became the pg era and wrestling changed forever because of that and at the same time you know things are so much cleaner like now like you mentioned they uh will not let a guy wrestle if he has too many concussions if you get a concussion they'll pull you out of there they'll uh you know they do drug testing and it's not the best drug testing but they do drug testing Mm -hmm. and it's uh uh i i think they're making a lot of forward progress and uh i think it's still an open question like should wrestling be a thing but if you're going to i think they're doing it about as well as you could expect Mm mm-hmm um, okay. Yeah. Oh, and second question. Mm. Did this, and I know the internet and everything, you can make a hundred <laughs> different arguments. Second question. Did this br- completely break kayfabe for good with no It was already back? pretty damn yeah. broken at this uh, point. Because I want to know, because some people say, this is it, man. This is it. I mean, it was already, it was <laughs> pretty broken. Benoit also killed kayfabe. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it was broken in the early 90s when Vince McMahon did a steroid trial and he said wrestling is predetermined. I completely agree. I, mean, I, think I completely sort of, agree. I think it's sort of up and down with how that works in wrestling. There are times when I think they, they give you the more grandest storylines where you can buy into them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know this is fake, but you aren't like, uh, it isn't called out to you like in bright neon right. letters. Mm-hmm. I think now you get uh, you get pulled out of it it's way more often than you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah but th- this is one of those moments that pulled you out. But you know, it, I think it's a thing where it can go back to people buying into it and thinking like, well, this 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 part this part here, these guys seem like they really don't like each other mm-hmm. or etc. I agree yeah. that kayfabe was already broken beforehand. I guess I'm asking more because yeah, of course the steroid scandals yeah. and things. I guess I'm asking more of I guess this is an interesting time that it happened in 2007 this happens. They they it's like, well, we're scripted and they're really on TV on their not in a courtroom on their T on TV on their product saying, look, this is real. Uh, and also at the time, we're yeah. getting the Internet. We're getting YouTube. We've I got, mean, you got UFC, boards. which I think is one thing that also sort of broke for everybody. Like, here's what an actual real fight yeah. looks like. But this I mean, this is what wrestling would be if yeah. it was real. Yeah, they only do. Wrestling. Yeah. Like they only do a couple shooting star presses in every UFC fight. <laughs> yep. It's like exactly. you only see two or three. Where so like, I guess you know. it's, it's a lot of things all coming to a head mm-hmm. right at this time going. We're about to enter 
whatever the reality era is yeah. going to be. Yeah. Mm. So it's um, interesting. And then I, I just a uh, final wrap up on this. Mm. Uh, WWE's they've they've essentially stricken Chris Benoit from like the record books. Uh, like it's the type the type of thing where like his matches are available on the WWE Network, but like they're not archived. For a while, he was like eradicated. So like you can't so. Uh, for example, if you went on the WWE Network to try to find this match, mm-hmm. uh, you can't search Chris Benoit. You just have to go to WrestleMania 20 and like fast forward to the end of it. And there's yeah. not even like a bookmark for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, in addition to that, like uh, like this match is like normally if this match was in the WWE Network or like, you know, WWE's YouTube channel or whatever, it would be stated as like Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple right. H for the title of WrestleMania 20 in the main event. But like they state things like that now as. Triple H defends his title at WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. also, I had the uh, Chris Benoit best of DVD. Yeah. Like, and uh, like you can't watch that on WWE Network when you watch like, all the other specials. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I remember right after he died, I watched that special and it was yeah. so surreal to be like, like, here's the special about like, what a great guy. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a disclaimer at the beginning of any event he's in. Yes. Now. It's like, uh, not, uh, it doesn't reflect WWE's corporate views, not suitable for all users. <laughs> We're Characters not are <laughs> Do not reflect the personal lives of the actors portraying them viewer uh, discretion is advised i'd like to think that in the mission statement of wwe it just has an explicit thing like also well, we don't murder <laughs> <laughs> not like Chris we're not we're not yeah, all yeah. about that so uh, bt dubs no murders so, steven now that we've tried to fill the story in for you a little bit do you have any let's other- uh, let's rate this story yeah, rate <laughs> so do you have any do you have any other questions or anything that we can still talk about while we're in the show because this is this is a, a serious yeah. thing I mean, i'm glad that we talked about thoughts? this I'm, I'm i'm psyched we talked about this too no i mean I, yeah you've asked made, about it. No, I, uh, I've, I've made my points on the whole thing. I think it's interesting. And uh, yeah, I just want everybody to be safe out there. Good. Um, okay. That's so um, since we're sort of uh, in this wheelhouse, uh, here's a game about murderers. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, You're Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. You all have knives <laughs> under your seats. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Yeah, uh, okay. So um, professional wrestling tabloids are called dirt sheets. And they are magazines and websites filled with backstage gossip about the world of pro wrestling. Some of these rumors can get pretty crazy. So I figured it'd be fun to make actual dirt sheet headlines with a few we made up oh. to see if Nick, Steven, and Mike can tell the difference. So I've got okay. a couple of these uh, on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm real versus to, fake? Is that what we're mm-hmm. trying real to versus, guess? Just like guess if it's real or fake and okay. the three of you can guess and then I'll uh, okay. tell you the answer. Okay, great. So uh, first one. Professional and these are the well, some are real, some are fake. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Professional wrestler MVP reportedly attacked Triple H with a screwdriver after Triple H claimed he was going to book himself to beat the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. Is that real or fake? Professional professional wrestler MVP reportedly attacked Triple H with a screwdriver after Triple H claimed he was going to book himself to beat the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. Fake. Real. Fake. This was a real dirt yes! headline. Wow. This is a real rumor. This was a real rumor that gained a lot of popularity. And See, MV- wrestling's so crazy that I don't remember this. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought I had heard about that one, but I wanted to believe no because MVP turned his life around. That's yeah. literally his entire like, career. MVP, That's a person. Yeah, yeah MVP. MVP. Yeah, Mon- MVP. Mon- well, you thought that was the fake part? Yeah, Mon- no, I, thought, Mon- no, I thought MVP was like uh, an unnamed, like valuable wrestler. Okay, uh, no? Montel Vontavious Porter was yeah. his. Yeah, that's MVP. his initials. That's he, his character. He had, he had, a, he had a brother named VIP that was something, but it was I the love same. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do another. MVP okay, was a guy who like legit turned his life around. Yeah, and became okay. professional. Uh, he was in prison. And then okay, came, this yeah. is another uh, real dirt sheet rumor uh, or fake. We'll see. Oh, okay, uh, it's real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, macho Man Randy Savage was fired by the WWE in the '90s for taking WWE owner Vince McMahon's daughter's virginity. 
That's a 100% real rumor. That's a that's, that's a, a 100% real, real dirt sheet. Uh, yeah, that's a fair. That's a pretty famous one. Yeah. Okay. That was real. That one was yeah, real. Yeah, I, yeah. I got yeah. it right. Okay. I mean, whether it happened, score. we don't know. I'm keeping but score. yeah, they okay. said that's uh, why that's why Randy Machman Savage never got into the Hall of Fame. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Could be an urban legend. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was allegedly she was a teenager at the time. But yeah, it's it's most yeah. 99% probably an urban legend. <laughs> Mike, let's try not to react to this one and let Steven answer first. This next one, I got way too. I jumped. I I would have said real on that one. But I feel like that's the most famous. The most famous dirt sheet rumor yeah okay uh psycho sid reportedly shit himself during his wrestlemania match with the undertaker <laughs> that that uh i'm gonna also say real <laughs> i i hope to christ it's real <laughs> i think real okay uh yeah it's a real rumor <laughs> and also i think and also a thing that i think really happened I've heard uh this. yeah the rumor is is that uh and i think i think it's been confirmed by psycho sid is that he had the flu during the match oh yeah and like it was like <laughs> when he had the uh undertaker up or when the undertaker had him up for the tombstone yeah maybe like let a little go <laughs> let a little go uh, black that's trunks great. on that's great okay uh and then uh our last one mm-hmm. uh randy orton reportedly pooped in wwe diva aj lee's gear bag after the diva search star displayed a big head in the locker room randy Wait. orton reportedly pooped in wwe diva aj lee's gear bag after the diva search star displayed a big head or an attitude in the locker room <sighs> two poops in a row <laughs> Uh, real, real. Unless if you've swapped out the diva's name, because I don't remember all the details, I know that some version of him <laughs> pooping in a diva's bag yeah. is a real rumored story. Yeah, same real. I, yeah, I, I'm like I, I remember him pooping in bags. I forget who. Yeah, but okay. Uh, you guys definitely uh, smelled a rat. It was Joy Giovanni. Oh, <laughs> But it was right. But so wait, I was 100% right that you swapped out the yeah, diva's yeah, name. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. poop is real. So basically, I know my poop. So really just all of these are real, are actual dirt sheet headlines. Just the Georgie, the AJ Lee one I just swapped out. So wait, who got that one right? Uh, you got it wrong. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't do any work I, I, for that. I just want to say there's no way I would have known. So but okay, he got that's it mostly it. wrong for Nick got the, figured it out. Wow. So, yeah. I really cracked that one. Okay, yeah, Nick so cracked it. Uh, Nick and I had three... Uh, right. Yeah, I had three, and Mike, yeah. you ended with two. Yeah, uh, that's an embarrassing showing, my friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, should I, wait, should I do a tiebreaker? Okay, give me a sec. All right, hold on. Uh, no, no, let's, see what he comes, let's see what he comes up with. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 Try to keep it classy after this dark da, episode. Da, da, we can. No, no, no! Don't edit this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hurry up, Joey. So let's go with. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I can do this one. So, um, uh, Jim Cornette reportedly uh, beat Kurt Hawkins within an inch of his life because he refused to pretend that he was scared of the boogeyman during an Ohio Valley wrestling event. The boogeyman being an actual wrestler in the WWE in the 90s. So, uh, Jim Cornette reportedly beat Kurt, (laughs) Kurt Hawkins within an inch of his life. Uh, because D- D- Jim Cornette, he was the owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling at the time, because Kurt Hawkins refused to be afraid of the boogeyman, a wrestler at the time, during a live event. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a real dirt sheet rumor or fake? I'm going to go fake. Fake? Real. Real. Uh, it was Santino. Yes! Uh, you I swapped won. the name again. Yeah, I yeah, won! Yeah. Did you swap was, the name? Yeah, I swapped yeah, the name. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Cornette, re- I guess that actually, like, beat, not not within an inch of his life, but, like, 
like left bruises. Well, no, because again, I knew yeah. that part was real. I remember hearing that story because he's all about the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what did you win? I won. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, nice okay. job, Steven. Uh, yeah. Okay, that was uh, that was a fun I game. Think I love wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I like winning. Like, oh, okay, okay, but then uh, but then Steven also doesn't like I'm the best or competition. So here comes that logical fallacy. <laughs> okay, Just because I like winning. Yeah, get out of here. So, uh, that was dirt sheets. We'll probably the do that winner. one again. That was fun. There's a lot of weird wrestling rumors. Stupid winner. Uh, good one. Okay, uh, if you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email at youshouldloveresting at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLWpodcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the part of the show where... Uh, We've convinced Steven to love wrestling and also inform him about a murderer. And uh, now is the part where he tries to inform us about something to love. Okay, so uh, today the thing I want you guys to love is an old man product that I don't think that is going to be a hard sell. I'm on board so far. Uh, I want people to love Breathe Right Nose Strips. Oh. Uh, which I, I have some for everybody to try. Uh, okay. Uh, try one out. I think Thank you. Okay, you. honest to God, uh, uh, my girlfriend tells me that I snore too much at night. And she's been saying I might need to try these. Try it out. Uh, in fact, I encourage you to try it out right now, but it's okay. Uh, okay. okay, I'm going to tell we, you why. Can, I'll we tell try you. It, can we try it this week and then report back next episode? I think that'd be great. <laughs> Let, uh, why don't the four of us have a sleepover and then we'll see if they work? Okay, all right, Mike, sleepover, try watch all Crispin Mom matches. <laughs> It'll be great. Okay, Mike, will you try this and email us how it I goes? I will try this out. All right. Okay, great. Uh, I, I mean, basically just what happened, I, I a few months ago had a weird cold that like lingered and mm. I couldn't breathe and I was like getting all dry mouth or whatever. I was like, let me just try. I am. I couldn't hurt. And I was like, holy shit, I can breathe. And <laughs> what now a weird, like, easy it, thing. It's so stupid. Like, I didn't think it would work at all. And I was like, it's such a good thing. I have like a, I have a history of deviated septums in my family. I think I have one too. I, I have uh, some and like I also have anxiety uh, or I get anxiety like when I sleep. So like if I realize like I can't breathe as I'm falling asleep, it just gets me all stressed. And I, like, I can't I don't do worry about well. anything. Yeah, I know you're a real <laughs> fucked up person. But these yeah, have, yeah. like changed my life. Uh, and I don't know. I just want you to be able to breathe breathe better when he's sleeping uh so uh we'll add in i guess in a week or we'll add in like how you guys felt <laughs> we'll come back about some breathing. i'm right a terrible here. sleeper so yeah. i'm into it let's do oh, this yeah? I, I'm excited yeah, I, I wear like a sleep mask and earplugs when i sleep wow. because uh, yeah. yeah you wear like a knick cap you and like like an old man exactly. an old man oh, yeah, really? one more accessory oh yeah, uh, yeah. see right. that's that's jessica too and i i'm out like a light yeah, because uh, I don't worry. Because I don't worry. He's out like a light. You guys I'm, should love yeah. not worrying. I fall asleep <laughs> pretty well, but it's like if there's if it's a night where it's like I don't know, I'm just stuffed for some reason. That starts bothering mm. me. I'm like, what if I die when I'm sleeping? Uh, <laughs> oh wow, that's fucked up. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I guess then we'll report we back. We can't rate it now, but I'm gonna give yeah. it five uh, uh, so nostrils. We're, we're ending I, this episode. I, five clear nostrils. I, I will give you a thumbs up, Stephen. I I'm encouraged to try this. We're ending this episode on a cliffhanger. Tune in. Next week, yeah, to, to see find if, out how many, how many like fucking like bloody skulls I give breathe right nasal yeah. yeah. out of five yeah, or whatever. This works out. Our yeah. noses all just blew up in a limo explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune in next week to find out what happened to our noses. Uh, uh, actually, uh, while, while we have you, what's your like favorite story that you've written for the torch? Um, I think my favorite thing I uh, did was I uh, well, it started with I wrote like an evaluation of all the wrestlers on the roster at that time. Yeah, well, you're and. Just- uh, uh, 
this is like uh, mid 2000s like 2005 ish I would say okay and uh, uh, just maybe a little bit later but uh, uh, so I got an email from somebody who was complaining about how I rated Bradshaw uh, oh. and it was saying like like because uh, I, I said like you know he's a little overweight he's yeah. like, not 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 doesn't look like in good shape and uh, this is before the whole JBL thing okay, right. yeah, characters yeah, yeah. and uh, I got an email was like well maybe Bradshaw's trying to eat right maybe he's trying to get better and it was the email was like like okay this is jo- this is John Layfield uh, uh. Uh, and then I, I I confirmed it it was the actual wrestler it was, was him it, it was and uh, he was complaining about because he was like I'm trying I'm trying real hard oh, oh my god and then, uh, he also got in trouble shortly after that for um, uh, being in Germany, and oh, I heard about he, this. he uh, like to to mock the German fans. He did a Heil Hitler stepping. move and oh! uh, goose stepped on the ring, uh, which steps. is illegal, very illegal. Well, yeah. uh, I did an article that was looking into like what the actual German law was around this, and yeah. uh, uh, I, uh, he actually wrote me to say that was very fair, and uh, we became online like, pals for a bit after that. So I really hope that he responded with John. You know, like yeah. what if John Bradshaw Layfield thought that was pretty fair and a good uh, <laughs> wow. so. Like he 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 was like he was like thank you for writing the article. Oh, nice. It really did the law really well, and and uh, it was it, I think that was like the the one piece. I was like probably the best thing I wrote just as far as like being effective. Oh, and cool. being something that was unique. And uh, wow. like one of the other longtime columns that Torch like said like that was like a great piece you wrote. So oh, that's all went on to have good. much more success. <laughs> exactly. You know why? Because he got eat right strips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love him, Margo. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> Mike. Do. Thanks so much for doing the show. Thank uh, you. Where where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me. On Twitter, I'm at Mike Rowe, M I K E R O E, no W in that. Uh, right. Not like the CNN guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm also at themicro.com because the guy owned micro.com, a jerk, and I can't get it. But, uh, but yeah, follow me. You can see my comedy stuff there, uh, my journalism stuff. It's all up there. Yeah, and yeah. Still, and you still do occasional, uh, you still write wrestling stuff and do podcasts and stuff here and there. I right? do. I actually do uh, indie wrestling podcasts still for the Pro Wrestling Torch. Great. Oh, nice. uh, and oh, cool. uh, I, I talk about uh, PWG here in LA and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so you can follow me there. What, what's that podcast called? Did you say uh, it's called uh, uh, Radigan's Wrestling Community? It's on the Pro Wrestling Torch uh, oh, website. Cool. Great, cool. yeah, check that cool. out. Cool, oh, yeah. everybody going to Battle of Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> nice. that, Get too. them tickets, guys. Yeah. You can always find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligor, G L I G O R. You can find me on social media at Joey Tainment, uh, and you can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Those Great. are the things. Yeah. Uh, please don't forget to uh, rate, uh, the, give us a five-star review in, in iTunes. You can tell if it's, if it's actually some other rating system. Uh, I was going to do a fucked up one. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, just, don't, nice. just don't do that. Uh, give us reviews. Always you can email us at you should love wrestling at gmail.com. You can tweet us at YSLW Podcast. Uh, we want to we hear from you. want to hear your wrestling stories, uh, your questions, all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, yeah, help us. Especially uh, follow us. Uh, and I will push this. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We have fun on Twitter interacting with we really fans. Do. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah. We'd love to get hear more hear from more of you on yeah. there. So yeah, YSLW podcast. I'm getting at- a lot of heel heat uh through our Twitter. <laughs> yeah. and I oh, like yeah. it. I like it. Yep. <laughs> Let's keep that going. So yeah. Steven, do you love wrestling? Oh no, 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 not after this. No, no. chance. There, there, no, no. There's no holding me back. No, I'm, I'm not walking driven out. by fear. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just out. driven by Let's, anger. Let Joey and there's so... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.